Vince Lombardi once said, Perfection is not attainable, but if we chase perfection, we can catch excellence. We agree. This is Excellence in Mind. No matter what walk of life you're from, where you work or what you do, your social status, excellence excellence is in people everywhere, and we interview them all. This is Excellence in Mind. And now your host, Victor Castillo. Hello, hello. Welcome to Excellence in Mind, a podcast where you will find that excellence is a process, not an accident. I would like to present you my guest for today. He is a worship pastor. He's an arborist by trade. He's a dad and a soccer fanatic. He's also a gamer and anime action figure collector. Please welcome Marco Jimenez. <laughs> Victor, my friend, my friend, it's so good to be with you today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you, Marco, for being on my podcast. So let's get down to the questions. What does excellence mean to you? Excellence, excellence. Um, I mean, looking... Looking at for the definition of excellence, uh, excellence means quality, means, you know, being outstanding or stand out. Uh, and I believe excellence might look a little different for everyone. For instance, in my personal case, I strive for excellence in everything I do. And that means giving my very very best in everything everything i'm doing <laughs> if it's gaming if it's soccer uh if it's music if it's ministry if it's leadership everything uh but i've come across something over you know my years of experience that i think giving your best looks different for everyone um because maybe comparing to other people to other leaders uh, in this case, you know, speaking about leadership, uh, my best might not be the same compared to people with more experience or maybe less experience. Um, just because obviously resources, experience, or not, you know, someone in leadership for 30 years is not going to be the same with, you know, my maybe 12 years of experience. So I believe giving your best looks different for everyone. And excellence to me, it's a, it's a goal. It's a mindset if that makes sense, right? Do you think you have reached the end of what you have learned in life? If I understand this question correctly, it's if I stop learning, if I already reached the point where I don't need to learn anything else, <laughs> I've learned it all. If that's, you know, if that's what I understand from this question, and let, let me answer with an absolutely not. <laughs> uh, I'm still learning, man. I'm, I'm, I'm 32. Um, I'm not super young, but I'm still learning. <laughs> uh, there's, there's so much. I've been married for nine years. Um, and that kind of seems like a lot, but my parents have been married for 33 years. <laughs> so I'm still learning from them. I've been a parent for five years. So my parents have been parenting for 32 years now. <laughs> so I'm the oldest, I'm 32 now. So there's still so much to learn. 
And uh, honestly, I just keep my mind open. I keep my heart open for new ideas, for new ways. And just uh, maybe just speak about technology advances. You know, we catch up, we learn, and I'm still learning. And I actually kind of hope that I always keep my mind open and my heart open to new ideas to keep learning. I don't want to stop learning till the end, you know, that I'm not here anymore, <laughs> till, the, till that day comes, you know. Yeah, of course. And if you look back, if you look back, do you recall a situation that made sense to go beyond besides just doing what it was the bare minimum? Oh, wow. So I guess uh, speaking about leadership and, and, and being in ministry, uh, you know, as a worship pastor, um, I was called to leadership when I was 20, 2021. And I think when you're calling to leadership and, you know, in this particular case, uh, we, I mean, we're speaking about ministry and, and church and as a worship leader, worship pastor. Uh, I, I think that comes with the package. You are required in a lot of times and a lot of situations to go beyond, you know, the bare minimum to, you know, walk the extra mile. It's like a, it's a requirement. It's, a, it's even expected for you as a leader. I think it's also an opportunity to do this, to go beyond, you know, to walk the extra mile for someone. And I've had the opportunity to do this with, you know, people that I've worked before uh, that have been under my leadership. And I, you know, had been able to see, you know, a person impacted by these, you know, type of actions. And uh, I guess we are very familiar with that phrase that, you know, actions speak louder than, than words. And I'm, I'm a huge believer in that because I've seen it, you know, there's, uh, as a leader, I think there's no better reward than when you see a life being impacted, you know, with your leadership. And honestly, you can only see that when you go the extra mile, when you reach out, when you truly reach out, when you go beyond, you know, uh, beyond your way, just to, you know, help someone out and just reach and, 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 and just be of a blessing to someone else. And do you regret doing more than what you've been told in the name of excellence? Dude, this question is <laughs> a little tricky for me. No, it's not, it's not tricky, but like I mentioned before, they're going, going beyond, you know, the very minimum to help someone to create an impact on someone has very beautiful and positive results, reactions, et cetera. But in my experience, dude, when going beyond meets with an experience and a maturity can resolve negatively on a personal level. Not so much on the people that benefit from these actions, but you know, on a personal, like you as a leader. Because, uh, and, and this is even despite of, you know, doing this in the name of excellence. Uh, again, I, I, I mentioned that I became a worship leader, a worship pastor at 20 or 21. And because of an experience mixed with, you know, all this energy and excitement to work and give my very best to the, you know, to have the best outcome possible. And, you know, this actually kind of like resulted in a, in a, almost like a personal crisis after maybe like six or seven years, you know, into leadership. Um, again, this, this was, you know, me being, you know, not having the experience and being, you know, immature. Uh, and again, you know, giving my very best to everyone and to, you know, my uh, uh, leadership and, you know, to church and to this ministry, 
you know, with, you know, not having the experience to balance things out. Um, and I, you know, I, 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 um, I never learned to delegate, I guess, uh, in my inexperience. I never delegated, you know, work to everyone. I never, I hardly asked for help because as a leader, I think, and we have this, you know, um, you know, thought this, that, that, that because I'm the leader, I'm supposed to have it all figured out. And this is like, quote, unquote, obviously. Uh, but I felt mentally and even spiritually drained to the point of like maybe even needing to take a break, you know, from ministry, from leadership, et cetera, and focusing and, you know, my spiritual and, and, and even mental health, I guess, you know, as well as my family, of course, my family was resenting, you know, me giving, you know, my very best to my leadership and not to them. Um, so I guess that's something that I, I, I can, I can regret, you know, uh, not, you know, paying attention too much to my family as much as I was paying attention to my leadership and to my ministry. And obviously this always applies to, you know, life in general, you know, um, uh, you know, work, you know, I, I became a supervisor at my work, uh, about like two years ago and because of my previous, uh, previous experience, you know, this, you know, helped me perform and lead my team into, into excellence. I believe so. Uh, in what way do you believe that your ideas and actions impact the people around you? I guess always, you know, being in front of a group or leading a group, uh, leading a team will always have, you know, this or create, will always create an impact. Uh, sometimes it's a positive impact. <laughs> Other times it's a negative one. Um, I guess it, it, it just it just comes with the package. Uh, you have to create an impact if you're a leader. Um, and if you ask me, like in what ways I believe my ideas and actions impact people around me, I mean, I I would love to say only in positive and edifying ways. <laughs> but I guess you know what this answer. I think we only are able to find this answer in the people around us, the people that we lead. Uh, you know, their actions and response to our leadership. What they see in, I guess, uh, you know, what what comes out of them, like their fruits, it's, it's, it's a reflection of your leadership, right? So I think we find the answer in the people that we lead. Uh, and speaking about, like, uh, you know, the most important group of people around me, obviously my family, my wife and my son, my wife and son, uh, I, I, I try to lead them, you know, with love, with grace, with mercy, uh, also with integrity. And, and I see that in my wife. I see that in my kid. My kid is five years old. And actually, I have a, a really cool story about my kid that actually happened yesterday, which is perfect timing. Uh, yesterday, uh, my wife called me. I was at work, and she calls me that. Uh, my son mentioned that he got in, like, kind of like in trouble at school. <laughs> uh, I think he was playing with, with another kid, and uh, they were throwing some stuff. They were throwing some dices, something like that. And so obviously that's not okay, you know, throwing stuff, you could hurt someone. So, you know, the teacher um, you know, told my kid and the other kid that they were gonna, you know, uh, lose like five minutes of recess. Um, so uh, I think they have two recess, I, I guess. Uh, that's what I understood. So he was supposed to lose five minutes on the second recess. But my son, because his teacher told him uh, his teacher had to leave and there was a teacher aide, you know, helping out and Luca stayed for the whole recess for both recess. So he didn't have a recess and the teacher aide would tell my son, uh, Luca, I think your time is up. You can go out. And she's, and, and, and he said, no, my teacher said, I have to stay here because, because I didn't listen. 
And uh, so he, so he didn't have a recess <laughs> the whole day yesterday. So my wife uh, had a talk with the teacher and the teacher, uh, she said that, you know, she felt really bad, but at the same time that, you know, uh, speaks a lot about my kid, about Luca and his integrity, because he listened, he paid attention, and he was obedient to it. So, I mean, that's something that, you know, as a parent and as a leader of my house, that's just something, it's it's something great to know that <laughs> that I'm leading my son, I'm leading my family, you know, into integrity and, 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 and whatnot. So I was very proud of my kid, <laughs> but that's something I wanted to share with you. Yeah, I I think you you uh, feel proud of uh, what you have put in your son and all of that, and and I guess it feels awesome to to know that. Uh, also, do you feel supported by your loved ones or people around you or close to you? Bro, my family has been always my biggest supporters. Uh, and I, you know, have to praise God for that. You know, uh, God has, you know, just been so good to me personally. Uh, my dad, he, uh, he was in a band before he used to play drums. Uh, so, and he's also a huge soccer fanatic. So there was a moment when I, when I, you know, started getting into music. Uh, well, I started playing drums when I was six years old, uh, more or less. And I started playing keys when I was 14 for the youth at the church that I was before. And I started playing keys for, you know, uh, the first time. And then I started playing, I joined this team in uh, Chula Vista uh, here in San Diego that uh, I, I wanted to play so bad, but, um, you know, uh, practices, you know, soccer practice and music rehearsal, uh, they clashed. So they were in the same day at the same hour. So my dad, you know, he was, again, being my huge, uh, support he asked me or he pretty much told me hey you need to make a decision either you know uh you choose you know music and you know uh, focus on, on music and make soccer a hobby or you prioritize soccer and then make music uh hobby so but uh, but either or i mean he was going to support me 100 percent. so i mean i the end i opted for music uh so I dedicated myself to, you know, ministry and uh, music, but my dad, my mom, my siblings always been the great supports. And now my wife, my kid, you know, uh, yes, they are my biggest support. And my friends, the people that I work with closely, also people that I do ministry with, huge, huge support as well. And I think I have a second family and the people that I work with. So, yeah, definitely. With the wisdom that you have collected over your life, what can you advise the younger you? Uh, why wouldn't I tell my younger me? I mean, so many mistakes, so many wrong choices, so many years of my youth, even living in guilt, like feeling guilty. I guess um, <clears throat> growing up in a, in a church or organization in which I was taught a mindset of quote unquote perfection rather than excellence, um, it it it, it kind of like affected me, affected my my younger me. <laughs> uh, so maybe um something that I that I would tell myself, um, advise myself. I would I would go back, and I think I would truly preach the gospel to my younger me, highlighting you know grace, mercy, forgiveness not leaving repentance and obedience of course i mean not leaving that out that's as, as important but um 
I think preaching to myself, you know, uh, living and acting in grace and mercy more than anything. Uh, also, you know, being obedient to the word of God and, 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 and whatnot. Uh, I think that would have, you know, helped me a lot and, and, you know, making a lot of choices in my life and on a personal level as much as a leader as well. And do you have any tips for the audience? I have maybe two tips, two advices. Um, number one, uh, and this is if, I, if I'm looking you know, at myself, you know, uh, 10 years ago or so, <laughs> um, it's to seek for help and support, you know, to surround yourself with people with more experience than you, leaders that have seen, that you have seen the fruits of their work, like good fruits, of course. And ask for advice, you know, every time you get the chance, ask as many questions as you can, get the most answers to them and allow others to pour into your life and your leadership because you don't have it all figured out. And maybe number two, it's to learn how to find a balance to everything you do. I am horrible at balancing things and I've been learning and I'm going to share this with you in confidence. <laughs> uh, I, I used to, uh, and this is recently, this is a couple of months ago, actually maybe two months ago, <laughs> I used to gain a lot. And I used to, uh, you know, get home from work and start gaming with my friends online and, <laughs> and, you know, game for two hours, take a break to maybe eat. And if, if I didn't have, you know, anything going on at church or, you know, any other, you know, things I had scheduled, um, I would just continue gaming afterwards. And, you know, in total, maybe six, seven hours, you know, in one day and going to sleep super late and, you know, waking up super early for work. And that was taking a lot of, you know, valuable time um, as a leader for me to maybe work on things, uh, maybe as, you know, as a parent, as a dad. Um, uh, social media as well. Uh, and uh, I took a break from that. Um, I'm taking a break still from that. Um, I'm still on social media, but I'm balancing things out now. Uh, I'm not gaining as much. <laughs> um, I'm balancing things out. And that's something that I, you know, struggled with my whole life, but I think I'm doing it. And my wife is helping me. Um, also, I mean, I'm an adult, so I have to make it. I have to make sacrifices. I have to make choices. So I'm doing it. So I guess those would be my two biggest tips right now or advices can you let us know how can people find you online or on your social uh media cool yeah i mean i'm um marco jimenez uh, i guess my username will be mjc lowercase underscore triple seven that's on instagram and on facebook is the same it's just marco jimenez um i if you see a marcos jimenez that's my dad don't add him <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah, that, I, I guess you can find me on, on, on Instagram and on Facebook like that. It was awesome to hear from you and your experiences about what excellence means to you. I hope you have a wonderful day. No, thank you, Victor. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being with you, man. Thank you. You've been listening to Excellence in Mind with Victor Castillo. It's our passion to show excellence from people in all walks of life, no matter where they're from or what they do. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Facebook at Excellence in Mind.
on Twitter at Excellent Minds and on Instagram at Excellent in Mind. Till next time, remember, excellence is a continuous process, not an accident. <laughs>